With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spirit Talks with renowned intuitive healer and author, Roy Solberg. Thank you, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for listening to Spirit Talks. Today is June 5th. And today is my son's birthday. Uh, so happy birthday, Eric. Eric's voice is much easier. I just heard music. So nice to be able to have someone to record your intros and exits for you. We have all sorts of fun things to talk about today. Uh, many changes. I have a guest, uh, Joyce Lynn, who is known as a spiritual midwife coach. She just does all sorts of things. This is a very inspiring woman who is going to share her experiences and her wisdom with us today. So so get your pen and paper out because I know you're going to want to take notes. Her program is Sacred Surrender Journey. Are you ready to fly? Well, let me tell you, the, the energy that is with us today um, Physically, mentally, spiritually, all of it is set for us to fly and fly big time. So let me tell you about the new show. It is, uh, as you heard, Spirit Talks. We have a new format, uh, an hour long. Woo! Let's see if I can think of enough things to talk about, to, to talk for now. I'm sure I can. There's a new schedule for the summer. Um, I kind of figured out that... I'm not Wonder Woman, and I can't do it all, much to my shock and dismay. So I'm cutting back for June, July, and August. And the show will be on on the first Wednesday of the month for the summer. One hour, first Wednesday through the summer, June, July, and August. I just have, you know, too many things on my plate. I love doing a lot. I am, am most happy when I have all sorts of things going and, and all sorts of things on my plate. But if I get to the point where I'm not having completions, I find I'm losing energy, and that's where I am right now. So my plan, today's plan, you know how that changes, my plan is to spend the next three months catching up on my writing, getting this novel that I've been working on forever uh, finished, in fact, the other day I agreed to a race with Christine DeSmith. She is uh, at UWM and my writing coach mentor. She has a deadline of August 15th. So when she said, my deadline is the 15th of August, do you want to race? I said, sure. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I only have a couple of hundred pages to complete by then. But... Um, I can do it. <laughs> That's my motto. I can do it. Next month, I will be in Indian Wells, California at the IONS conference. This is a great conference. So if you're in the area, inclined to go, inclined to be with many different modalities of spirituality, I highly recommend this group. It They hold this conference every other year. 
So um, if you miss this year, you have to wait a couple of years. Check them out on noetic.org. Noetic is N-O-E-T-I-C dot org. Now, calling the show, I want to give you the numbers. one 296 0345 or you can call 917-889-3818. So let's talk a little bit about calling in. It seems a little daunting at times. I know it is for me when I'm calling into a talk show. But here's how it works. You're going to dial the number. They're going to say welcome or something to Blog Talk Radio. You are going to be asked to press 1. And that takes you to the host queue. And Michelle, the producer, will answer, a very friendly woman, and she will say hello, and you will give her your name or information or whatever she asks for. And then she will put you on mute. And when it's your turn, I'll say hello, welcome to Spirit Talks, and there you go. Voila. It's just like calling in or calling your friend on the telephone. Easy peasy. Um, it works best for me if you have a specific question for a reading or a specific comment. I welcome both. So um, let me know. Call in earlier rather than later because sometimes we just run out of time and I don't have enough time to finish up and get you on you know, on the air. Um, so as I said, easy peasy. one 296 345 So Spirit Talks is the new focus or is the focus of the new show. You know, Spirit is talking to us all the time. Through our thoughts, it comes through symbols, metaphors, our dreams, and the physical world. So this month, I am going to ask you to be observant of your environment. Because this is these little things that we see, and I use the rule of three. When when you see three repetitive things, it's like okay, time to sit back and take notice. So yesterday on Tuesdays, Tuesday afternoons, <laughs> this is my exercise program with Dr. Angela Hall from Soul Care, and we do heavy weights. I love this weight program for the simple reason it's only twenty minutes, and I'm not into exercise. So we we finished up, and all of a sudden, I see, out of the corner of my eye, something moving in my basement window. Now, this is an egress window, you know, the kind you have put in in case there's a, a tornado, and you, can, you have a way out. It has a little ladder, that steps that go up. It's about, oh, I don't know, three and a half, four feet wide, and it is, oh, maybe four to five feet high. So I I walk over to the window to see what's going on, and here is this teeny, tiny little bunny. How in the world he got into this window well, I don't know. It was absolutely a mystery. So I put the cats away, picked up the little guy, and they are so tiny. They weigh less than a feather, I tell you not. And it it just fit right in the palm of my hand. So then, of course, the next thing I did was Google bunnies and find out what do I do with it. And they said, just put it back outside if it's that big. And they showed a picture of it. We could put it outside. So the reason I'm sharing with you this with you is because it is at this point that you look for the symbolism. You look for what spirit is trying to tell you. Because it, how odd is it to have a baby rabbit in my basement in the egress window? 
there's absolutely no reason he should be there and no way he could have gotten in. So, of course, I went to Google again. <laughs> when in doubt, Google. And I read a, an article by Ina Walcott, and she was explaining the um, the symbology of rabbits. So she said that when the rabbits show up, it's time to examine deep reflective fears that hold you back from growing. Do you keep bounding for the safety of your old patterns? And, you know, on this show, we talk about archetypes and our beliefs and our patterns. Are they... Are they? Are you repeating them every time or challenging something new? So the rabbit is very fragile and clever. Um, it also is an important lesson for us. It's a good teacher that we are the creator of our lives through our thoughts and our emotions. Um, and this is important. And I felt it was important to share with you because this is a great example of looking for symbology in your life. We are the creators of our lives. We create through our thoughts and our emotions. And being being reading up on the rabbit and, uh, and finding out that this is about affirmations, focusing in on what you want in life and positive outcomes. So a few years ago, uh, I'll give you another example. A few years ago, I was in, at a conference in Carmel Valley, and my friend Diane said, oh, I have a condo. Come on over. Spend the night with me. So we did the fold-out bed routine. And I was lying on my stomach with my hand up over my head, and a little mouse ran across my fingers. Oh, I mean, that that's uncomfortable in the middle of the night, let me tell you. Weeks later, I was in Door County, and I was there for a writer's retreat, and I went into my little cabin, and there was, on my pillow, a dead mouse. Now, while both of these, you know, kind of fit in the ooh category, at that point, I had to stop and say, okay, universe, what are you telling me? And I knew that the mouse represented details, looking at the infinite details of your life, the minutia of your life. So was I overlooking something? And I probably was at that time. I don't remember what the outcome was. So it's important that when these things come up, these, these symbols, the symbology comes up, whether it is dreams whether it's thoughts, whether it's something that someone says to you, this is all spirit talking to you. Now, as I say this, I really don't want you to go overboard with it. I had one client who would call me early in the morning about the birds that had visited her, and she had, I don't know how many animals speak books. I know Jamie Sams has one, and there were several others, and she would go through all three of them to read the the, um, the meaning of, of a particular bird. And then, of course, she would ask me what I thought, and I had to tell her the truth. I thought the bird was there because she had a big bird feeder in her backyard. Sometimes birds are just birds. They're just flying through. Sometimes mice and rabbits are just flying through. It's when it catches your attention. It is when they are repetitive that you want to sit up, take notice, and see what the universe is talking to you about. You know, when I go home to my place in California, um, a red-tailed hawk often comes and visits when I get there. And my husband says, no, he, you know, he's not around or she is not around when you're gone. But as soon as I come in, that's a symbol. That's a connection. When we had medicine wheels in the uh, ceremonies in the meadow, she would come and sit on the tree and watch. 
So your assignment, (laughs) you thought you were going to get away without an assignment, didn't you? Your assignment for the month is to be aware of your symbols. Be aware of your sacred language and and start start using that to deepen your connection to spirit. Because the truth is, spirit is talking to you all the time. It is they're like radio waves. They're always coming through. We have to turn on the receiver. We have to listen. We have to to be able to receive the information that um that spirit is giving to us. So that said, let's talk to Joyce. Let me tell you about her. She is a master letting go coach. She is also known as a spiritual midwife and is very much of a transformational speaker. You know, I have often said on this program, if you're going to study with someone, make sure um, that it's a person of integrity, and I, I am so pleased to introduce Joyce to you because she is absolutely a woman of integrity. Her passion is to inspire women everywhere so that we can all awaken to the truth of who we really are. So, Joyce, without further ado, ado can you join me? Absolutely, Roy. It was, ah, it's my pleasure. Know. Thank you for inviting oh. me to be here with you today. Oh, I am pleased. I am pleased. So, Tell me a little bit of how you got into the the um, spirit midwife and and I didn't mention your program, the Sacred Surrender Journey, which I'm very very uh, interested in hearing about. So so just tell me all about that. Take it away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, Roy, with I we have a we we don't we have a limited amount of time here, and I have been known to go on and on about sharing different things when people ask me about this. So I will do my best to condense and 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 highlight what are the key points in this. First of all, I've been on a <clears throat> spiritual path, conscious spiritual path, for probably over thirty years now. I'm in the third act of my life. And so um, in the course of that uh, process, have just acquired and accumulated a lot of uh, teachers, teachings um, through my own work on myself. And and just as you know, this journey is uh, never about, we never really arrive anywhere on our journey. We're always in the process of becoming and evolving into deeper and higher places inside of ourselves. So Like most people, I'm sure listening on this call, there are sort of signature moments or signature events in one's life that really um, are powerful catalysts for taking us to the next level of our own journey and our own awakening. And that was the case for me back in 2009 when it became um, clear that my my 21-year marriage was probably in the process of ending. And my primary mantra to myself at that time, and, and this is, I'm going to try to describe this in a way of then how it gave way to the, to the development of the Sacred Surrender Journey program that I'm in the process okay. of developing now and will be able to offer um, sometime in the fall here. Um, <clears throat> and it, 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 was, it was this notion that... Um, that I wanted that that my deepest value is to evolve and grow in my own conscious awareness, 
And the the first principle of the sacred surrender journey, I'll sort of weave this in here together, is, okay. is what I call what I call radical commitment. And what I mean by radical commitment is that most people who would be listening to a show like this certainly have a commitment to their own growth and development. They wouldn't be on a call like this if they didn't. And I have been, as I'm sure you have, for you know decades now. And um, but the but the difference between radical commitment and ordinary commitment is that ordinary commitment is is just that. It's like you know, yes, I want to evolve and grow. That's sort of the no brainer. But not necessarily if it means my whole world is going to turn upside down in the process, you know. Not necessarily if I'm going to have to completely uproot myself and my life and everything that's known and familiar to me in order for that growth to happen. And so when 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 someone is really ready to 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 make that level of commitment, and usually, and for me, it's true. I didn't even become aware that there was a distinction in this business of commitment until I was faced with the possibility and the likelihood that my marriage was going to end. And it's like, how much do you want to grow? You know, how much do you want to live in the truth? How much do you want to embrace your entire evolutionary process here? Um, because I could have, re- I could have, you know, re- retreated from that, you know, and said, okay, yeah, I want to grow, but not. I really don't want to move, <laughs> you know. I really don't want right, to end my marriage. Right. But that was but the nature find, of the. I, I was going to say, don't you find that's true? That it's, it's like, oh Lord, please let me change, but don't make me move. Just let me exactly. sit right here, but change my life for me. So exactly. one of the questions that popped up for me, Joyce, is: Does it always have to be a um, an emotional wrenching to to get to that point? Is it something that we can, you know, move into gently, or is it that upheaval, is that the catalyst that makes us move and change? I think it's both and, Roy. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that in my own growth that I have evolved in more subtle ways and, and in where I was able to remain relatively in my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But what I found in my work with women over the last, 25 years or so, and certainly with myself, it's true. It seems like the stronger the catalyst, meaning the stronger it creates this sort of inner disturbance um, emotionally and mentally and all that kind of stuff, the greater the possibility for there to be a really huge quantum shift in Mm -hmm. the whole in the whole journey. It's it's a quantum leap that happens, and and can that happen without a lot of emotional upheaval? Probably, you know, but for most people, I think the the biggest motivator for deep and permanent and lasting transformation and change is something that is, you know, that takes us sufficiently out of our comfort zone, and usually that it, involves it, a fair amount of pain and fear and all that kind of stuff. That really and, seems to be the I, catalyst. I want to add that 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 pain and fear, yes, we go through it. However how long we stay, we have choice as to how long we stay in it. Absolutely. If we say, okay, I am going this way, this is not working for me, I I have to make a change, once we stop focusing on the chaos and pain and crisis that we're in and raise our head and be able to say, oh, <laughs> there might be something else out here, 
um, right. then I think the process moves a little bit faster. Absolutely. At least that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) No, I totally agree. It's like there's two aspects to the point that you just made, and one is is do we have the capacity to sort of zoom out, to sort of take ourselves out of the personalization of whatever we're going through and witness it, witness the mind, witness the emotions, witness what's happening from from a bigger picture perspective, while simultaneously allowing ourselves to be um, open enough to let whatever the emotional material is that's that's moving through to really surrender to that and let that move through us rather than trying to resist it or block it or think that there's something wrong, that I'm feeling this. So in some way we try to stop it. The key for me seems to be, and in, in what I coach people on, is pain is only, it's only pain, I mean, all emotion from my perspective is inherently joyful. It's just energy moving through. It's the, it's the labels that we assign to it and the judgments that we have about it that makes us want to try to resist certain emotions and be more okay and open to other emotions. You know what I'm saying? So whatever we're trying to resist or block, that's what more than anything, what prolongs and 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 takes a person into a lot of unnecessary suffering. And I want to add to this too. In in my experience with clients is in in moving through that change because you know you change your story, you can change your life. And when you get into these emotional um, quagmires, let's say, it is important mm-hmm. to look at your story and then change it. But it takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of awareness. It takes personal um, responsibility for you to stand up and say, okay, I created this and I can create something mm-hmm. else. And yep. but, but the main thing is getting over that fear and trusting that, yep, this is the way I'm supposed to go. And I don't know, I may not know where I'm going, but I know I'll right. get there. Right, so. exactly. And the it other is. element to that is is safety. You know, you have to feel you have to feel safe enough to take that leap into the unknown, and that's where the you know my work changing from being I don't call myself a therapist anymore, although I have mm-hmm. a, a background as a traditional therapist. The work that I do at this point in my in my life and in my journey has really nothing to do with therapy. It has everything to do with holding the space and creating a safe enough container for people to drop into the deepest places they need to inside of themselves mm-hmm. in order to, you know, feel comfortable taking that leap and taking that that leap into the unknown, you know? Which yeah, is why I know, don't because, say, say call my work therapy anymore. I uh-huh. you know, I, I it's uh, I'm a midwife. That's literally what right. I feel like and what I think I am, <laughs> I, yeah. I love that term. Spiritual mid midwife. You know, to to give birth to that that spiritual part of us, that authentic part of us, that Absolutely. we all cover That's over with, with the shoulda, woulda, couldas. I should have, you know, I have to marry this person or I have to do this career or, I, you know, all of those things. And so I, I just chuckled when I saw that in your, in your description as a spiritual midwife because I think that's exactly what you do, exactly what you do. Well, and I, I use the metaphor. I use the metaphor of birth a lot in, in uh-huh. when I initially start working with somebody or talking with them about this more expanded framework in which to understand what's happening. A lot of the people that I work with, women especially, I work more with women than with men. 
are in this sort of whole midlife transition, which can be anywhere from, you know, 35 to 55 or 60 or beyond, you know, but it's that point in a person's process where they're feeling the they're feeling the the twinges the beginning aspects of their own deeper awakening process sometimes catalyzed by something outside of themselves and equally just sort of catalyzed by this inner sort of unrest this this feeling this sense that there's something more but they don't know how to access it they're really you know tied into their story a lot and they think that that's what mm-hmm. it's all about you know and so <clears throat> And, and the, as you know, that's the, the natural time when people in general start to awaken to these deeper questions, these more existential questions of life, who am I and, uh-huh. you know, why am I here? Ironically enough, because of, I think, what I went through with my own personal story and letting go of my marriage, um, I, I'm, I seem to attract people, women who are, you know, have been in long-term marriages, you know, they're maybe in their mid-50s or something like that, and they're considering you know what would it be like mm-hmm. if I let go of this and 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 all this all this conditioning comes up you know the social mm-hmm. conditioning that says, well, you know if you really worked hard enough on your marriage, you could make it last right. kind of thing you know, and I come from the perspective, well, that may be true, that's certainly part of the sort of social and and, and cultural conditioning that we have about mm-hmm. that, and I also believe that it's possible that from the perspective of the soul you reach a certain point in the relationship where whatever contractual agreement you had on a soul level is really is really coming to an end and and while it's true that you can potentially renegotiate that contract and start mm-hmm. anew you know in a in continuing on the marriage and for some people and i believe that i was one of those people it mm-hmm. was just that was just not what was needing to happen but what was needing right. to happen was the courage and the willingness to to be in the truth, to tell ourselves and each other the truth about what was actually right. going on so that we could love ourselves and each other enough to release ourselves from this container called marriage that was no longer mm-hmm. serving either one of us. Well, you know, the new paradigm for relationships is no longer when I got married <laughs> of you know, That's the husband true. takes care totally. of the wife and the wife takes care of the family. It's how can I make you, how can I support you in being the best person, the, the most developed person you are, and vice versa. And so if you can shift um, a relationship into that, which is which is a little difficult, like you said, with all the, the social um, things that we're supposed to do, the social mores that that one is supposed to do. And I often suggest that people take a sabbatical and just clear their head and find out who they are before they, you know, take a drastic step, if that works for them. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just need Mm -hmm. to, you just need to let go. And like you said, that contract, that that sacred contract that you've done is over. And you don't need mm-hmm. to do it anymore. And now you need to move on to, to something else. Where when when people come when people make changes, they're going through the um, alchemist archetype, making that change to transform to a new level of energy. And I think uh-huh. any time we do that, any time we go through the changes that you've been talking about and that you assist people in doing, that takes you to a whole new energy level and now can come into your life much faster much quicker um it, it, it just it, 
you just have that freedom. You have more more space in your in your aura, more or less. So, um, right, and, and more freedom the, and more cho- and more choice. Yes, yeah. So, and and also, what I notice is that there sen- there tends to be then as part of that opening and awakening that sort of radical shift that you're talking about that mm-hmm. the alchemist archetype um, facilitates, if that's the right word. Um, yes is oftentimes people then are able to not only step into their, really their authentic self in a whole new, meaningful, embodied, powerful way, but oftentimes what comes along with that then is awareness and going back to what you were talking before about recognizing the symbols, you know, what catches your attention, Mm -hmm. what are you noticing? You're more free to follow the guidance that your soul is moving you toward um, maybe a different kind of work in the world or one that's really more reflective of what you're actually here to do and be in the world, you know? Now, do you work primarily with women? Primarily. I have a few mm-hmm. conscious men <laughs> that, that, are, that are really amazing and wonderful, um, uh-huh. but mostly it's women, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what if, what if it is not a marriage issue? What if it is just simply, I feel stuck, my life isn't working, mm-hmm. then your, right. your, your um, sacred surrender program would go the same way, correct? Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, and you know, it's, it's um, feelings, the feeling of stuck is more or less from an energetic standpoint, resistance to what is, the inability to right. be completely open and present to what is moving in you, in your emotional body, in your life, in your mind, in your story about what you think is happening versus what is actually mm-hmm. happening. Somewhere in your field, there's a resistance to what is. And that mm-hmm. resistance is experienced as, quote, unquote, being stuck. So mm-hmm. part, of what, <clears throat> part of what I do and put part of what the Sacred Surrender Journey program as I begin to offer this now in, in workshop settings, and these are going to be both live and virtual, so there will be the opportunity if anybody's listening that doesn't uh, come from the Midwest for participation in a, you know, uh, in a virtual kind of format as well. But it's really about helping people, um, helping people learn how to track what's really going on on all these different levels of our awareness, the, you know, the, the, the level of the mind, the level of the emotions, the level of one's own awareness of energy, what's moving in the body, what's moving in the mind, what's moving in the emotional field, and have a way to access all those different portals of information within us that, can, that, that then the energy shifts automatically on its own as you can track and understand what's moving in all those different levels of your being the stuckness just releases itself because energy flows light comes in and awareness happens exactly so we don't focus so much on the block itself we focus on the part of the of the person where they can feel where where there's enough relaxed energy or safety that you can go there without putting up resistance and in in defenses so in a, we have a few minutes left here, Joyce. So I want to cover the radical commitment that you talked about, making that commitment yep. to yourself. And then yep. tell me the others, responsibility. Okay. Yep. 
Okay, so the main um, piece of takeaway wisdom I would like the listeners to take with them is with regard to radical commitment, which um, what am I? I'm looking for my glasses. <laughs> Where did I put my glasses? <laughs> okay, I guess I don't need them. Um, the main thing, and this was something that he just emerged from me in my own journey, is is this mm-hmm. this declaration, this intention, and it's very simple and it's very straightforward. I just want to live in the truth. Perfect. If people can just jot that down, I just mm-hmm. want to live in the truth. Let yourself feel internally how much you long for and desire to live in the truth. You know, there's an old mm-hmm. saying that says, the truth shall set you free, but first it will make you right. miserable. You know? <laughs> and if we hold that. that intention to live in the truth, what we're really saying is that I desire to be more conscious. I desire to have as much of myself, my my mind, my being available to me as I possibly can. And the only way that's going to happen is if I really want that. You know, the, the universe has a way. It's a, and, and I just had this example um, recently with a woman that I was working with, and 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 I was talking to her about this notion, and she said, "Oh, I I don't I don't want to know, you know, I don't want to know." And I said, <laughs> "Okay, that that's that's okay, but just know yeah. that the universe says yes to whatever you say. So if yes, you say, absolutely, I don't want to go there, the universe will say, okay, you don't mm-hmm. have to. But which is why I, making that declaration is so powerful, because when you just claim it and say, I want it, I want it more than anything, and I don't care what I have to let go of in order to arrive at a deeper place of truth and authenticity inside of myself, that's sort of the a level of of energetic or passion or desire that you have to feel to move into radical commitment as opposed to ordinary commitment. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And and asking to live in truth is a very powerful statement. And then you mm-hmm. take responsibility for it, past, present, right. future. Right, and right, then, right. You know, being honest, right. so, that the um, in my classes and workshops, you don't get to say, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the child archetype. You know, who spilled right. the milk? I don't know. Who let the cat right. out? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so when you want to take responsibility, you don't get to say, I don't know. You may not know right. at the moment, but right. the answer is there. And this is, this so, is that thing So of moving being into honest. that second, right, exactly. Go ahead. So, so moving into the radical notion of responsibility is, the, is that it, it demands that we take 100% responsibility for every aspect of our life. And Absolutely. so what's radical about that principle as opposed to ordinary responsibility, you know, we all know, at least intellectually, that we are where we are in our life because of the choices that we've made. But, mm-hmm. you know, think about it. How often how often do we still blame others for our conflict and emotional pain, exactly. whether it's your spouse, your, you know, your boss, the government, you know, whatever it is, 100% responsibility <laughs> is a radical level of responsibility, you know? So in these last few minutes, my dear, tell me how, or tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you. And you have a um, a couple of workshops coming up in the fall or the summer. 
Uh, in the fall. I'm not like you. Okay. I'm sort of taking a sabbatical this summer and, and going into the incubator and creating things. Right. So people right. can get to, my, get to me by my website is www.areyoureadytofly.com. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a way to reach me on my website. There's information about my um, uh, about how you can work with me if you decide to do that. And so I invite. Also, if you go to my website, there's a there's an opt-in thing in the very first page of the website where, if you uh, enter your e- name and email, you can get a free um, uh, audio recording that I created when I first mm-hmm. developed mm-hmm. this this platform and this brand that will make, go into a little bit more explanation and depth on the things that we're talking about here today. So you can go oh, in there perfect. and get access to that, and um, and then you and then you'll be on my mailing list. So as my program becomes, as I settle on mm-hmm. the dates for these programs in the fall, you'll be able to get information about that. Wonderful. Joyce, thank you so much for being on and being my guest today. This was just delightful and and informative, absolutely informative. So um, I'm sure our listeners will have lots of tools to begin their own authentic program and and start flying. Let's all fly. Let's all be as great as we can possibly. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. Please come back and be Thank my you, guest Roy. again. Thank you, Roy. I appreciate being uh, being able to talk with you. Oh, perfect. Okay, so now we have a caller. Her name is Alfina. I'm trusting, my dear, that I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Uh, yes. Hello. Hi. Oh, hi. So what are we doing with you today? <laughs> Uh, I just want, like, um, if you can give me of life. Wait, say it again. You're breaking up on me. I need to know some insights into, like, my love life. Okay. And the first thing that comes to mind is you're not quite done yet. You're not quite, you know, in this conversation that I just had with Joyce about finding who you are, um, it feels, I, I feel like you're holding back on allowing yourself to express who you really are with other people. And whether it is a relationship, a love relationship or a friend relationship, um yeah, you seem you seem to play a little bit small because you don't want to fully express who you are. And I'm going to draw an archetype card. We have several minutes here, so we'll just do a past, present, and future reading on you, if that's okay. Oh, uh, that's nice. Okay, past and present. Let's do one more. So do you tend to hold back? Um, you mean when it comes to the relationships or? When it comes to expressing who you are. Um, no. But when it comes Good. to relationship, yes, I, I do. Okay. Okay. So in your in this card reading that I did the cards that I pulled for you, the first card, which is the past, is the alchemist. And this is all about change. Interesting that that's what the show is about today, isn't it? So this is where you need to change, make change in your life and your beliefs and your actions. 
And if you're, oh, there it is. If you're holding on to hurts and betrayals and even happy experiences. So there's something about you hedging your uh, full commitment in so that there won't be any hurt. So that there won't, and, and whether it's actual or perceived, you're playing it safe. And when we play safe, we're not fully expressing who we are. It's like if you had a, you know, a, um, a water faucet, and you're only turning on just a little bit. That's that's how our energy looks, and that's what you're doing is you're holding back, um, which is a little bit deceptive uh, for yourself more so than the other person. Any questions on the past? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. So the the present is mother father. So you know when we have these arch- these archetypes are behavioral patterns, and we create these through our beliefs and our our um, experiences in life. So with the mother father, you're being asked to examine how you care for yourself. Um, the foundation of life is found in this element of the parents of the mother father. The mother is the life giver. The shadow mother destroys. Uh, The illuminated father is the foundation and that expression of goals and dreams. So I want you to, here's your homework. You know that I give homework to everybody, right? (laughs) Did you know that? No. No. Okay, well, surprise. Here's your homework. I want you to describe how you want a relationship to be. What is the foundation of that? What is the dreaming of that? Who will you be and who will they be? And so that in this relationship, you are fully aware and and can visualize how you want that to be, how you want the relationship to be. The mother-father is about nurturing and nourishing. And it's about, so when you're in a relationship, it's about how the relationship nourishes you and how you nourish it, the other person. Um, Unfortunately, we get into relationships sometimes, and if we are not fully present with our spirit and our authentic self when we go into it, then when we get into it and it, and it gets solidified into marriage or a long-term relationship, then we have trouble identifying. We lose ourselves. We have trouble identifying who we are and, and what we were about in the first place. Does that make sense to you? Mm, sort of. Okay. So if you met someone who was not fully in their spirit, who was pretending, who was wearing a mask to be what they thought you wanted them to be, then you're not in, you're not with a person who's authentic. And so you want to be very careful as you move into a relationship, if you're not showing who you truly are and not expressing that authentic self, then you have that mask on. And when you take it off, you're not who the person thought you were. So I guess what I'm asking you to do is be who you are, express that. Um, I think that's the thing I am. Like I am who I am and I make sure ahead of time before I even go into a relationship, I tell them what it is I want and what I'm looking for. Okay. And how has that been working for you? 
Um, it's going good. It's just like right now my love life is really complicated. There's uh I'm wondering which direction to go. How many relationships are we talking about here? Um because I'm picking up on more than one. I'm picking well, up on more than Uh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Well, <laughs> uh, well, there's there's an ex right now in my life, and I was, you know, it's, well, I was kind of thinking we're gonna get back together, but I don't, I'm not really sure. And then there's another person who I'm interested in, but I'm not really sure if he's interested in me. He plays that like hot and cold thing. And mm-hmm. there's two other people I text with, but um, they're they're just kind of more like texting friends, I guess, but I'm not really, mm-hmm. I wouldn't really go into a relationship with them. And mm-hmm. there's another person who was in my life, but up until recently we had um, a fight, so I haven't spoken to him in about, like, three weeks. He was um, a friend with benefits, but we've known each other for quite some time, too, so. Okay. Okay. I got three strong ones, and I'm thinking it's the it's the ex and the, the one you just mentioned that's that is uh, that you haven't spoken to for a while. So hold on, let me see what else I come up with. <laughs> yeah, it feels like there's another one further out. Um, as, as I look at your energy, there's kind of a circle, and then there's one that's kind of on the periphery. I don't think it's one that you've mentioned yet. I think it is um, one that... Actually- there's there was somebody else in my life um I spoken to him or seen him was actually uh December and mm-hmm. I I might have heard him and um mm-hmm. yeah that's the last time we spoke and he and I we we weren't we weren't we were friends and uh we did sleep together and after that we I just told him that you know it's probably better we safe we didn't really what we had and yeah okay. So attracting friends is not a not a problem for you <laughs> at all it sounds like it's finding and and sourcing someone who matches your energy I think so my ex the, is pretty much the one I was really in love with like mm-hmm. he's the one that's been there like oh like um yeah for like quite a couple of years so mhm so if there are issues with the ex, there are many ways to work those out and get a marriage a pre-marriage counselor. Someone someone like Joyce that we were just talking with. Someone who can make sure that you're on the same page, on the same wavelength uh energetically. Because so what if, if you were like, in- um he doesn't want to do that like I mean I Right now, I just really don't know what he's thinking or what's going on in his head. So it's just, then this I is where you ask. try to pursue anything with him or, you know. This is where you ask. This is so that you know because you want to clear the field. You want to be as authentic and truthful and say, you know, I still have feelings for you if you do, and this is what I would like to know. And then, but my the overall thing that I would like to see you do is put more energy into yourself than into finding a relationship. And then that relationship 
is going to be magnetized to you. And as I said, I see it on the periphery right now. Um, is it the it person like, I'm interested in, or like what can you give me? Right now, my I'm not sure. I'm not, I yeah, I'm not just, sure you've met him yet. I don't think you've met him yet. Really? Uh, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I don't really like. I don't like um, people telling me that there's somebody else coming. <laughs> I want to know about the people in my life right now at the moment, like not down uh-huh. the future. But. Yeah. Well, what can I say? When we are in our energetic self and our authentic self, then we attract. And, well, actually, you attract regardless. So if you're attracting people to you who are not staying with you, then we need to change that frequency. And you no, need it's not to... like they're not staying with me. It's like some of them want relationships and things like that, and I just, oh, they're just not, they're not they're what just I'm not for. Yeah. And the the one thing that I am, the qualities that what I want in a person is my ex. And it's just like right now, it's just so, like, it's confusing. And I'm like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Like, do I just once and for all let it go? Or, you know, like, what is going on? Like, I don't know. And the other person well, I am interested in, he's playing hot and cold. So I'm like, okay, are you going to play that cat and mouse game again or something? Or I don't know. And and is that what you want, is is someone who plays hot and cold with you the rest of, of your married life? Marriage is not um, going to change the dynamics between and the energetic between two people. It will put more pressure on it. So, again, I would I would look at being clear on what you want, being clear on what you are creating and magnetizing to you, and then allowing... Allowing yourself to let go of the outcome, knowing that you're going to be all right one way or the other. You sound very young. I don't think you're going to go to the grave without marriage and children. Um, so no, I'm not you know that you. Young. Well, you certainly sound nice and young. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to go with the energy of your voice. That you're just a really young person. <laughs> So the the future card that I drew for you was the rebel. And the rebel is one who sees the rules and regulations. And if they don't fit, then they change them. The shadow rebel is always rebelling just for rebellion's sake. So my last bit of advice, my dear, is this. Whatever you focus on expands. And so you want to begin to that focus because you have wonderful focus and you have a, it feels like a great energetic magnetism for pulling in what you want. You've done it in other areas of your life and I think this is where this particular uh, area, this particular situation is so frustrating because it's not happening. So there are many things you can do. Uh, watch your affirmations. Look at what you're focused on. You, instead of having one particular person, you would focus on having the ideal mate for you, someone who will support you and love you and respect you, which is what you would do for the other person. So um, most of it is just inside work. But I do psychically see this guy. Um, yeah, he's just he's on the right side as you're looking out. He's on your right side, and if you put your hand out, he would be 
probably about your fingertips if you were looking at a circle. So he's there. You may not have met him yet. I think you've seen him, but it doesn't feel like you've met him yet. But you will. Yeah, but is it? Um, am I going to be attracted to him? That's the thing. Like, um, you will be attracted people... to the right person. <sighs> it's like so many people I've met, like <laughs> now that I've dated, they're just sort of. Um, some of them are boring and plain, and the others, they're just like, they're just attracted to me because of the way I look. And I'm like, that's uh-huh. not their old. There is to just the relationship, you know. Like, I don't know. Exactly. 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 That's why that's why it's so important for you to set your energetic structure of I am now meeting the right person for me. I am now um he is now coming into my life. So it Okay, as, and so like as, what else and you know that everything is an inside job that goes out. It's like the center of the earth. We create from the inside out. So Get be so really could you clear give me on any more information on the person that you see. Like, I mean, is he near? Like, is he in the same city I am, or like, no? Um, I'm not. I'm not seeing a city. It's more of an energetic circle. What city are you in? Arizona. Well, when you said Arizona, I got New Mexico. And it doesn't it doesn't matter because he's he's still in that orbit. <laughs> I don't know how it's Yeah, but it's gonna it. be like a long distance relationship, isn't it? And I'm like no, that's not no, what I'm no, looking no, for no. either. No, it isn't a long distance relationship. It's just he's not in your immediate circle right now. So pull him in. You have the power to pull him in. I mean, if it's like if he's supposed to be in my life, isn't he supposed to show up himself? Like <laughs> he will, but it it it's like if you're a magnet, and if you are reversing it, so you are pushing everything away. You know how negative goes, and it it won't let anything come co- collect. Then no, he will not come in. So if you think of yourself as a magnet that is pulling in, and the way you do that is through trust, love creation from the inside out. He is now in my life. And so that's why affirmations are so very, very important. So focus on the fact that the ideal mate is coming to you now rather than he isn't. You don't need to go looking for him. Go ahead. My ideal mate is my ex, and that's the reason why like, I'm just trying to fix things, but at the same time, I don't want to push it. So I'm just like... I'm but you can ask for honest. You can ask for honesty. That's the thing I, I do ask him for, and it's like most of the time when I ask him questions, he'll he'll shut down because he thinks I'm, I'm saying it to him to corner him or whatever. And mm-hmm. he he says that, you know, if, I, if, if he says something to me, then I'm just going to walk away. And, and I'm like, that's not what I'm going to do. Mhm. Mhm. So. Well, obviously there needs to be some communication changes. That's why it would be it would be good, but work on yourself, my dear. That's the only okay. person you can change is yourself. 
So when you change that focus, as I said, then we start pulling in what it is that we want to create. So okay. good luck to you. Uh, I thank will you hold so this much. for you. You're welcome. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Okay. Well, as I said, we have to, if you think of yourself, well, let me back that up. Think of the center of the universe. It is molten lava. It is energy. And as it moves out, it creates the, the earth. It creates the world that we walk on, right? Our inner thoughts, our inner beliefs, our inner um, passions work exactly the same way. So if life isn't working for you right now or you don't feel that you're in the authentic, your authentic power, then you must look inside at that energy. What are you creating? Absolutely, what are you creating? Because um, it's not the world out there. It's the world in here. And so we want to get to, I want truth. I want love. I want honesty. And when those, when you can affirm those with heart, with love, then those people come into into your life. So if you want to find out how you're doing, look around you. Look at your friends. Look at your your um, profession. Look at everything in your life because you have created that. And as I said, spirit is talking to you all the time. So next month, I have another. I have several guests whom I am inviting to be with us next month, and I have no idea which one it will be, but I know it will be a good one. So um, please join me. Remember, it's once a month for uh, June, July, and August, and then we'll go back to our, our regular schedule. So until then, take care. So until next time, this is Roy. Remember, your spirit is always talking. Are you listening? Thank you for listening today. Spirit Talks is a weekly broadcast with intuitive Roy Solberg. Roy has helped thousands to discover their soul's purpose and create the life they dream of living. For more information on how to order the Spirit of Archetype cards or schedule a reading with Roy, please visit www.roisolberg.com roisolberg.com With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.